Hello, everyone. We've got a new co-host, Ian Imhoff, on the mic. Uh, this will be my first time officially hosting a podcast with my new microphone. Um, just want to say I'm excited to kind of help produce some content for the league. So we are going into week four here. Uh, week four is kind of panic mode for some. Some people are optimistic. Uh, definitely a lot of shit talk going around. A lot of trade offers starting to fly. Um, looking forward to kind of what week four is bringing for us. Uh, on the pod this week, we have Mr. Connor Spears, um, one of the owners that will be very interesting to hear about this week. Uh, see where his headspace is, see what his thoughts are on fantasy football, and maybe even the NFL overall. Uh, so with that, uh, I will lead it into Connor Spears. So, I type a text to a girl I used to see, saying that I chose this cuter pie with whom I want to be. And I apologize if this message gets you down. Then I cc'd every girl that I'd cc round town. And hate to see y'all frown, but I'd rather see her smiling. Witness all around me, true. But I'm no island, peninsula maybe. Makes no sense, I know crazy. Give up all this pussy cat that's in my lap. No looking back, spaceships. All right, Connor Spears, how's it going? Mr. Imhoff, what's popping? Not much, dog. It's only 5 o'clock here. It's still light out. Yeah, that's nice. Not so much here on the East Coast, but... Not in West Virginia? Not in West Virginia? Not in West Virginia. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah, give us the uh, generic life update here. Uh, life's going, life's going well. Um, just grinding last year classes. Um, we built a brand new pharmacy school, so getting used to that. Um, getting my rotations hammered out for next year. Um, uh, doing a couple fun destination ones, uh, one in Montana and one in Arizona. I think you're trying to meet up with me in Montana, right? Do a little backpacking trip? I have that on my outline. I'm just going to get it out because I put it on every pod. I think that our next annual backpacking trip is going to be to Glacier, Montana. Uh, I've been wanting to go to this place. This is kind of like one of the meccas of backpacking. It's it's absolutely fucking insane. Um, so if you're ever looking for a time to go on a cool trip, now would be the time to do so. Uh, Spears, when are you going? Do you know yet? I think next year I'd go like July 30th through late August, August 30th, we'll say a month, something like that. Hell yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, I know we'll we'll probably be able to get Rick to go. We'll probably be able to get the whole crew. Ryan's probably go too. So we'll start with six and see if we can keep building. Yep. Should be, should be a hell of a time, man. I'm excited. Awesome, awesome. Well, good to hear you. everything's going well in pharmacy school. Do you have a classroom named after you in the new building yet? Yes, wow. Yeah, I'm surprised I don't, but I, should, I really should. Maybe uh, you should start going there before you start talking. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe if I show up, but that's another story. But well, well, while we're talking about pharmacy, quick plug, um, go get your flu shots. Flu season, can't get them too early. Flu? Uh, Isn't flu season past? What? No, no, bruh. Start getting your flu shots now. Protect yourself for the whole year. Uh, good. So I haven't had a flu shot in four or five years. Don't tell me I that. I must be immune. Shut up. You're not immune. Uh, but either way, uh, it's good to hear you're doing well. I think we'll just hop right into it. Uh, I think before we get into the bulk of fantasy talk, uh, overall, I guess... It's, it's not a surprise. I guess it's not a shock that your fantasy team isn't doing well at this point in terms of 
we've all seen how how tough some of your players are doing. But the Bengals, as well, being 0-3, how is that treating you? Yeah, it's been a rough year uh, for football in this household over here. But uh, the Bengals was a little more expected. I knew I knew we weren't going to be great going into the year. Um, but I still love them, and, I, and I'm not going to stop loving them no matter what. Uh, the fantasy aspect of football is a little tougher of a pill to swallow. I mean, came off of a hot year last year, and I was really hoping for a little bit more this year. But not too late to turn it around. Season's still young. Uh, and we're hoping to do so this week. So stay tuned. But would it surprise you if I told you Andy Dalton is one of the lead le- league leaders in passing attempts and yards? That would surprise me. I would not have guessed that at the beginning of the year. But uh, that's great. That's when you're playing from behind, game. I guess, right? Yeah, when you're playing from behind. I mean, we're still not winning games, and that's, that's what I want. So, I kind of do. You like the Thursday night football games? Do you like that new edition? Yes, I'm a big proponent of. I want a football game every night of the week. I couldn't agree more. Uh, like, I need I need a Tuesday off. I, honestly, I would love Wednesday night football. Yeah, I want Wednesday night football. I mean, keep. I'd even like Friday night football because I don't really watch high school football. Keep Saturdays for the Buckeyes. Um. But yeah, maybe if we could add in a Tuesday or Wednesday night game, that'd be real nice. Cause uh, so so Eagles Packers on Thursday. Uh, what are you thinking about that game? Aaron Rodgers better fucking step it up. I'll tell you what. <laughs> what pick was he of yours? The seventh round? I, I think he's in the fifth round. <laughs> not, not looking great. I think he's averaging like thirteen points a game or something pitiful like that. The experts are saying he might not even be a streamer at this point. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna ride him out though, just just because of how high I drafted him. Yeah, I mean, you I got have Tyler to. sitting on the bench though. I got your waiver wire trash. You gotta, you gotta go down with the ship on the Rodgers pick. Yeah, I mean, but they, in all the, in their defense, they've played some pretty difficult defenses. I think. I mean, the Bears week one, um, pretty tough. You've seen what the Bears have done so far, but the Eagles defense, their secondary is trash this year. Um, so Darby can't play. He's horrible. So. Um, so I, I think he actually might have a good week. Um, I'm a little nervous in terms of what the Packers might do to the Eagles this week. But at least it's a Thursday night game. It's the only game on, and I, I get to watch my team and then kind of just enjoy Sundays instead of worrying about my team all day. Yeah, I bet that's nice on the West Coast, too, coming straight home from work. And what 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 time does the game start for you? Dude, I, I can't say enough that it, for the way that I live, West Coast is the best time for sports. Like, if I get home from work at 5.30 or 6 o'clock, there's already, the game is already going on. Monday Night Football starts at, like, 5.30, which is incredible. Oh, I get home, I walk in the door, and I watch football, and then I can still do shit after and actually, like, have my night. And same thing for Sundays. Wake up, I always go to the same coffee shop, get some coffee, make some breakfast, and then football starting. I may, may be able to get a few dubs in, but big, big <laughs> fan of the 10 a.m. start time. That is amazing on Sundays, too. Because nothing I'm, productive I'm, I'm happens between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. on a Sunday. Nothing. Like, True. except for no drinking way. for you a gallon of chocolate milk. Other than that, like, nothing yeah. gets done. <laughs> I love it. That's great. 
Yeah, I mean, that's that's really, I think, all... We, is there any other thoughts so far? I mean, we could talk NFL for days, I'm sure, too, but I guess any high-level thoughts so far, kind of through three weeks of football? Uh, Ian, just for the record, all my thoughts are high-level. Oh, okay, um, that, that's good to know. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, just to clear that up. Um, another thought. AB's gone. Think he's going to play again this year? I don't think so. I, I don't know. I'd be very curious, like... First, I saw Ian Kyle dropped Gronkowski, and I thought for sure he was going to be opening up a spot for AB. Like, it just <laughs> somebody's going to take a shot on him because why the fuck not? Like, if he comes back yeah. in week fourteen or fifteen for some team, who knows? Yeah. I mean, he could be a game changer, but no, I I do not think so. There's clearly something like has gone wrong with him. People, all this stuff's now emerging, and people are starting to drag him. And I honestly, even though it's 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 tough i think he also is in the worst time right now of cancel culture that like once you're on that train man it's it's hard to turn it around yeah he's on the list he's on the shame list so he is there's a couple there's a few dirty organizations out there that might uh might take him one of them already tried so i don't know how many are left the bangles might but uh, at this point, we might take him. Although he's not really a convict, and the Bengals like to have convicts. He's more of just mm. like, I don't That's even think he's that. on that level, to be honest. But. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Okay, we'll just. Yeah, I have nothing to say on that matter. Good. Yeah, I mean, my thoughts are pretty. Right now, I, I think there's really not a lot of shocks. Uh, the Barkley news is devastating to me. We'll get to that mm-hmm. later, but. I mean that's big news in the NFL in general. I mean, the Daniel Jones looked good, like he looked really good. Danny Dimes, baby. Someone picked him up. I don't know who did. Chris did. Fuck, he's starting him against me this week. Oh, there you go. Well, you know, I think the biggest beneficiary is Dan. His team was drowning. I play him next week, which sucks if Daniel Jones keeps going, but. He was kind of drowning, and Sterling Shepard just goes off for twenty-four points, and Daniel. I mean. He looks like a wide receiver one with Daniel Jones in, at least just for that one small sample size. But holy shit. I, to me, that's one of the biggest takeaways right now is these new young, like Kyle Allen looked good. Um, I for sure, I got hammered by my bookie because I bet all these bad quarter. I thought that they'd all just be horrible. And they all look pretty good to me. Yeah, it's also kind of cool to see when a, a new quarterback gets the starting job. Which receivers are like his his go tos or like if he's in trouble? Like it, it's it's just a change up. Every quarterback prefers different receivers. Like you just said, Sterling Shepard out now. I mean, there's one game sample size, but and it's and like Danny Dimes likes him. The one thing that made me really happy though was uh, oh, what is Mason Rudolph? Is that the Pittsburgh guy? Yeah. He, I heard a stat today on a podcast. He threw two passes farther than two yards down the line of scrimmage last game. That's not what you want from a quarterback. And then you see Daniel Jones and Kyle Allen just popping off. So I think that's the one big takeaway for me is a lot of injuries to quarterbacks early and kind of the league is getting shaken up, especially – I, I think you're safe to bet every year the past – I mean, just going into the year with those quarterbacks, the Panthers, the Saints – and uh, I don't I don't know why I'm missing someone. Eh, maybe not the Giants, but a lot, I mean they're they're historically pretty good teams, and they're starting to get hit with the turnovers um, of their quarterbacks. So I, I think that's pretty interesting in terms of a takeaway. But 
other than that, I think we really want to kind of just dive into some fantasy talk. Sure, let's do it. So the reason why, and Dan Slusher, I did try to get him on today with you to kind of co-talk about this. Um, just because of all the people to know this feeling, it is I. Um, and I that wanted to talk to deal. someone who was on pace for tying my record. Um, oh, boy. And kind of get your thoughts, and, and I can sympathize. So I guess, where's your head at in fantasy right now? Kind of just let it all out. What do you got for us? Woof. Well, I did that the other day on the on the uh, in the group meeting. Jeez, dude, being winless is rough. I cannot imagine dragging this over thirteen weeks. Yeah, it, it's just. That's why I had to leave the group meet. I had to leave. I physically could not even listen to people talk about fantasy football. <laughs> dude, it's so rough. And then like you just tinker with your team, and every week my wide receivers, I never know who to choose, and I always leave one on the bench who pops off, and it's just like... Yeah. And it makes me laugh, because that feeling is so miserable, where the two receivers you're picking for have like a projection of eight and a half to nine points, so it's not good in the first place, but you know they both might pop off, like, and yeah. popping off, it's like 17 points, and then you see yeah. someone who has like Sterling Shepard, T.Y. Hilton just popping off, and it's like, this is miserable. Oh, it's not fun. I just, I know I want one win so bad. Dude, and how many times I said that is why my team name is One Win. Literally, that's all I kept saying. I, I would stay away from that phrase. I know, I don't even want to hear that W word. That's all you got? That, that's pretty much uh, it? I mean... I mean, I enacted a new rule for myself. Uh, I'm not going to be looking at the fantasy app on Sundays anymore because I just stare at it and wait for the numbers to change, and they never do. Oh. It's so bad. I, I, my phone, my face is probably glued to my phone for an absurd portion of Sunday, just waiting and hoping, and the results never got delivered. So, done with that. We're just going to wake up on Mondays and see how it went. All right. Well, then let's get into it. Let's let let's let's look at your team a little bit here. So here we go. But I guess before we do that, so there are other people in your company. So yeah, there are people like you, Dan, and Fez. I believe is Tom. Did he get a win? Tom has a win. So yeah, it's you, Dan, and Fez. That's correct. So wh- what makes you think that you're going to finish above them here? I guess at this point, right, you're fighting for maybe one of those bottom playoff spots and definitely not last place. So I guess what are you doing moving forward? How are you changing the the, uh, the mentality in the locker room? What's going on over there? Well, a lot of tr- – I've been thinking about um, selling out, you know, trying to get some pieces. But cooler heads have prevailed. I haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet. Um, I, I see – I didn't like my team at the draft. But they've grown on me a little bit, and I think I think I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tinker too much. I'm just gonna ride the wave, and I think I think some wins will come. Um, at least I'm not uh, I'm not I haven't been bitten by the injury bug. Knock on wood, um, like Dan has. Um, so I still have I still have some players that can play. They just they're not all playing together at the same week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I really like the running back core. David Johnson and Chubb are, are they're filthy. I mean, they're going to be good moving forward week in, week out. Maybe not this week. 
for you. Unfortunately, yeah. you kind of have a tougher matchup. Um, but y- your your receivers are definitely Stefan Diggs. I think is your biggest blow this year. Yeah, he's he's hurting me a little bit. I'm benching him this week. I've tried to. I've tried to let his third round value keep him in the lineup, but not this week. He's, I mean, are you starting to hit the panic button? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I I'm in the control room, and that big red button's right in front of me. <laughs> I I went outside. I found a real big rock, and I set it on the button, and I've left the building. I'm gone. <laughs> it's just permanently pressed. Oh man. So so with the panic button pressed, do you panic sell it? Like like what like. Walk me through your mindset of your team right now a little bit. Um. Okay, here's what, here's what I see in my team. I see that I have a lot of value at running back, and a lot of people in the league have been putting offers out there for for one of my backs. Um, but I'm just not getting anything that I'm not getting anything that matches the value of a of a first round pick. So I haven't bitten on any offers yet. Um. Calvin yeah, really Ridley, Tyler Boyd, Marvin Jones. I like Tyler Boyd. We'll see how AJ Green coming back affects that. But I think if anything, he'll just get less. He'll he'll get less attention. Maybe he can he can really shine. Um, Calvin Ridley is always a boomer bust. He kind of scares me. Don Diggs sucks my balls. <laughs> the rest of my team sucks my balls. Don't even show the pile of garbage. Dude, Gertz Gertz had the call, man. Dalvin Cook has been. He like Electric. he he looks faster than his forty time, and I don't even know what his forty time was. But that dude just looks like he was born with pads on. Like he just looks comfortable on the field. He only runs north and south, and he always breaks out long runs. Like I get why their offensive coordinator is not throwing the ball as much. Like they barely throw the football. Yeah, they don't throw the football. Oh. So. Yeah, that that I mean, there's always a couple picks every year that you go back and look at your team like, damn, hindsight's twenty twenty, man. Yeah, I mean, the the one upside to Diggs is that why why I I kind of want to not advice, but just in the right direction of Diggs is he is a freak athlete. Like he, he is, is not someone who's reliant on that hard work mindset. Like Diggs can still, if he gets in a rhythm with the quarterback. Even though Cousins is doo doo, this was nice last year, though. That's what I mean. Like he he can he could turn it around. He's just he has the natural ability. He's not one of those players that's like, oh, he's gone downhill in terms of athleticism. It's honestly just the the team right now is taking a different turn in terms of how they play football. So I agree. I, it's just it's just is that a permanent thing this year or is that? Something that's going to start to waver once people start putting more players in the box. So th- there's definitely some some positives and negatives, but right now I'm definitely hitting the panic button on Diggs. Yeah, if anyone wants him, throw an offer my way, man. I'll send him out. All right. Well, the next the next little portion on my outline, I have to get this out here is is my my chance to vent real quick. Um, okay. I, I, I drafted four players in the first four rounds this year. Um, I drafted Saquon Barkley. He is now out. I drafted Damian Williams. He didn't even practice today. Uh, it's Wednesday the 25th. Uh, he might not play again with something they're calling a knee contusion, which is just a knee bruise. So why the fuck is he not playing? 
<clears throat> and then Julian Edelman, who is in practice but has a chest injury, who didn't play an entire half of football last game, and then Hunter Henry, who has a broken kneecap. Those are my first-round picks. So when people are complaining about their first-round picks, I, I almost, in my, I, I, I can't even hear it because... I just fucking knew Saquon was going to get hurt. Like, I just, I had this feeling. I almost took McCaffrey in the draft because I knew if I did what I was supposed to do, he was going to get fucking hurt. Like, it's just one of these things that I just have to accept that, like, I'll probably never win a fantasy championship because I just get injuries. Like, that is just what it is. That's, That's how it is. And I just, I almost at this point have, like... I was more upset with Damian Williams getting hurt than Saquon because I just I fucking knew it. I just had this you feeling, it. and it's just it like happens. Uh, it happens every year, man. One of those one of those top running backs goes down every single year. I was a victim of it with David Johnson a couple years ago. Yeah, I get you, man. It hurts. Oh, uh, it 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 really is like it it really is painful, and and it's just one of those things that like I'm now down to so. Oh, there's so much to talk about. So the the other thing is like that now I'm just depleting myself trying to just. Luckily, I had some some players on the back end that kind of panned out. Like A B blowing up in in Oakland, um, definitely helped kind of Tyro Williams a lot. Um, yeah, but man. but oh my god, like Saquon Barkley was supposed to be my hero and my savior, and now he's like. Not only I almost I know I want him for the playoffs if I make the playoffs, but like damn, like I have to hold him now until he comes back, and that's yeah, week twelve. That's week twelve. That's the, that's the playoffs pretty much. That's the last two weeks of the season. You can't drop him. So now I have three people on my bench who aren't even fucking playing football on a six bench spot team. Like you can't even how how can you compete with bot? It's it's one of the most stressful things. The the six bench spots. I think one interesting thing will be if we ever introduce the IR spot. I know a lot of leagues are moving to that. Just with how big players are getting and how more often fucking injuries are happening, having an IR spot where if somebody's listed as out and has an extended injury, you can put them in only that person on the injury reserve and it doesn't take up a bench spot. I, I think it's an interesting thing to look into i know we're obviously changing a lot with bench spots and things like that but it's something to at least consider yeah that is that is interesting i didn't i've never even heard of that but i mean in your case that is nice because it frees up a bench spot for you take yeah, one out yeah i mean by week six everyone has someone who's injured on their team so it's like i get that that's part of it play the game but it's also like fuck what if we if everyone has an injury let's put an ir spot in there and and, and help everyone out, but I, I see why people don't as well. So I guess with the ending of my venting session, the next question I have is, do you think fantasy football is good for your health? Oh, man, that is... No, I don't. I don't think it is. Let me tell you why. Obviously, on the bad part, on the bad side, uh, where I'm at right now, it's not fun. It's a dark place. Some days... Sundays are grueling. Um, I think that's all that needs to be said on that. You, everyone can understand. It's but here's here's my thought: is it's not even fun when you win. Like it's it's fun and like I'm two and one. 
But my team is fucking depleted as shit. Like, even when you win, you're like, the only thing that happens when you win is you say, fuck yeah, I gotta win this week. You feel good for Tuesday. And then you, you're, you're waiver wiring and you're on to the next week and you're only worried about if you're going to win the next week. Like you never – it never just stops. Like you're never thinking about just chilling because if you do, yeah. our league is so sharp. You're going to fall behind. It's like yeah. that's yeah, the really thing that kills me. You cannot revel in the wins week to week. You have to, you have to keep your eye on the prize at the end. And and um, and losing is just debil- – like losing clearly is detrimental to mental health. But oh, it sucks. It's the worst. But even when you win, I just have a case for like you're still just staring at your phone. Like you're, it's it's addicting and it's fun. Oh, and but it's like your ego so much. Like my fancy team is you fucking shit. Like you just walk around like you own the place. Yeah, that that is a great feeling. Uh, I, I it is a great I feeling. But I also don't know if that's great for your mental health. So overall, I'm gonna say fancy football detrimental too. Yeah, I think I think that might be something good to pull in the league as well. Uh, I'd be I'd be very curious to see. I think maybe one person will answer yes, and it might be Alex Gertz because he just lives and breathes fantasy football. Um, yeah, and then maybe the manipulative man. But overall, I, I just I this especially this year with how much trash talk is going around and everything, I feel like the oh, stakes are a little bit raised. Um, Every week that you're a, a name in the trophy means more, I think, or every year. Sorry, so yeah, yeah, it's one of those. I things. agree, man, and, and especially for the people out there that don't have one, space filling up on that trophy. Yeah, and and that's that's honestly like the only thing that keeps me going is I want my fucking name on that trophy, like. I that that trophy needs to be mine. So we're we're gonna keep trooping until until we get there. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Friend. Yeah, I mean we're all in the same boat there. That's pretty self-explanatory. Jeffy, go for go. Oh man, but other than that, um, overall in fantasy, I guess one of the big topics I kind of want you to shed some light on is the Fab Bucks. Um, what do you think Ooh. about some of the waiver wire pickups so far? Uh, kind of Tom. Yeah, Tom. That, that's the big one. Tom, you're you're a finance guy. You can help him out. Help the guy out. How much did he spend? Uh, oh, I mean, he's, he's almost out of money. Dollars. He spent sixty some dollars on Wayne Gallman. Is that even his name? Yeah, sixty-five or sixty-one or something like that. Unbelievable! I saw this coming. I bet the Giants just picked someone else up, and Wayne's just a career backup. But they just find a free agent out there who's just sitting on the couch, been working out, ready to game ready. They're just gonna plug and play someone else. See, I. I was the second highest bidder, so I'll throw myself under the bus and say if if Tom wouldn't have bid that much, I would only and I would have won. I would have spent fifty five dollars this week. Um, so I, I can't shit on him too much because if you see value, you see value. And I'm trying to get to the um, I don't know why I'm blanking on where to get the auction values left auction report. Yeah, I, I it's um, you go into players and you go to auction. Oh, report. players! There we go. Auction summary is what I want because that'll give the yeah oh, yeah okay. okay. So I kind of so you your team you're you're zero and three but you have seventy five fantasy bucks left. So kind of are I you bid, like are you holding I out or what? 
No, no, I think I threw like twenty two on Wayne. No, but um, you only like you have seventy five left in your budget. But there's a team like Tom who has a win more than you, and you know if he's getting grilled, but it's like okay, he's getting grilled, but he you yeah, know see, like he's spending, he's doing what it takes. I guess that's why I'm kind of curious to get the thoughts of the zero and three. Like Dan has seventy two bucks still, and Fez sixty one. Okay, um, which is which is very fair. But I guess like where where's the mindset at? You just yeah, don't like the players. It. You don't like the field. I mean, that's understandable. No, uh, no I am in a I am in a position where I do need to make something happen. Something needs to change. But I just don't. For instance, I have David Johnson and Nick Chubb. Where am I going to play Wayne Gallman if I spend sixty five dollars to pick him up? Like, I think that there's other more valuable players I'd rather plug at a flex than an unproven Wayne Gallman. So yeah. I mean, I I'm not. No, that's tough. That's tough. Because I just want a win so bad. But I really do think I need to ride my team out a little bit and see if we can pick up some wins on our own before I start throwing $65 on a, on a running back who's never snipped the field. Yeah, and I mean, he did have some good numbers. I, I, I will sh- I'll do an Alec Ramali here, and I'll shed a little nugget. And, and it's, it's really just – it's obviously uh, – subject object subjective subjective yeah that's the right word like it, it depends on who you are and what you think but these fantasy experts were saying you should spend 70% of your fab by week 3 um oh. just given the upside of the players and how long you're going to have them and that a lot of the big kind of fantasy impacts happen and then the other big ones are towards the end of the year where you might be able to pick up a game changer like Derrick Henry was last year um, at the very end and at that point though their argument was to get that game changer game changer there's probably only going to be one in the last four or five weeks you have to be the number one person so you're probably going to have to have between 90 and 99 dollars left so that's where it's like hmm like and, and and that's where i was like fuck it i'm going to spend all my money i'm just going to spend it all and let's see what happens but I mean, we'll see. I mean, it's all an experiment because then I guarantee you someone else on my team is going to get hurt and I'm going to have no money to spend. So it'll be it'll be definitely interesting. But this year with six roster spots, the fab bucks are – it's so much more important, I think. They are flying out of pocket this year. Last year we were all a little, little timid and this year it's just go. Well, it's just because there's so many more options on the table. I mean, 12 extra players is, is actually a pretty, pretty big – deal in fantasy yeah yeah because they're all running backs and receivers i mean you know what i mean those 12 players people aren't stacking kickers or defenses unless you're tom or something but i don't know (laughs) i i I think it's pretty interesting this year i don't know yeah uh we'll see if i don't know i don't don't really see anyone out there on the waiver wire that i'm gonna throw a ton of money at but so what happens if you end the year and and you have sixty bucks in your pocket? Yeah, that's mismanagement. Uh, but we're we're week four, so I still got I still got some time. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's the strategy, kind of on your end, is all right. Week four to like thirteen, and then <clears throat> maybe if you make if you turn it around and make the playoffs, you're thinking, all right, I'm saving my fab for the playoffs. Yeah, I'm still shooting for the playoffs, but. It's definitely not too early to cancel for you yet. It's really not. No, no, no. Still early. Okay. 
I mean, that that's it, it's interesting to see because I think Tom and I are the only two people who have really flown out of the gate. Fez, Fez too. Uh, he's been spending a lot, um, but yeah, it's it, it's been pretty interesting. I think it's it's one of those. That, I love I love our waiver wire with the with the fab bucks. I think that's great. Yeah, that, that dude. That order not- was so fucked. Like it, I compared it to um, Mario Kart. I've always compared it to that. Where like if you're in last place, you always get a star, and then you just yeah. rocket boost to the front of the map, like to the front of the race. It's like. That system makes no sense. Like, all right, if you're tanking, you just get just because you drafted a shitty team or you have bad luck. What you just get the first pick? Like, somebody would just be granted Wayne. Like you, Dan or Fez would be granted Wayne Gallman. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Do you do you remember? Did it, is this how it used to work in the early beginnings of our league, where there wasn't even like a reverse inverse order of standings? It was just whoever went on first, and Bill would wake up at like. In the oh my to god! Go yeah, pick up people. That's what, yeah. and that's where West Coast time would have freaking helped me because my waiver wire runs it at uh, midnight. So I actually yeah. I, I set an alarm because I I really wanted Wayne Gallman. I set an alarm to see to see if I if I got him. So I woke up at midnight and went back to bed kind of wow. sad. I, I I think Wayne Gallman has has some serious upside this year, and and here's why because. Saquon's coming back week 12. I mean, it's a high ankle sprain, which which is honestly just as bad as broken ankle, but um or worse. Yeah, and 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 it's easy to re-aggravate. So they're probably going to wait. I mean, they 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 know they're not going to make the playoffs. They have the Eagles and the Cowboys, and honestly the Redskins don't look horror. Okay, yeah, they look pretty bad against Bears, but so they're if you read who they worked out, they worked out like Fozzie Whitaker. They might pick up C.J. Anderson, but even then, Gallman's getting seventy percent of the carries. Like I, I think he's a very reliable twelve to fourteen point a week running back. Um, and for someone who needs value right now, like even me, I, I needed someone to replace him, uh, Saquon, and and I, I just think he's going to get a lot of work. But just because, what's the point of them bringing in some stud? They're they're literally looking in Alec. You'll appreciate this. Jay Ajayi might be going to the Giants, so. You know, glass knees man who's going to blow out his knees too. Like, it, it just I, – I don't see the Giants investing a lot when they know that they have Saquon. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, shit, it'll be interesting. Well, well, let's wait to see. Let's see how Wayne does. Wayne's world. <laughs> Wayne's world. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I agree. I, and that's why I love fantasy football. And I guess the other person on your team, you know who I'm going to ask about, right? I haven't a clue. There's one other player on your team that that really has kind of fallen short of expectation. Uh, care to elaborate? Mr. Michelle. Yeah, Sony. Sony, Sony, Sony. What's going on? And are, are you panic button there or what? Uh, I mean, I'm not happy with the pick. I'm not going to panic. Um, I mean, it's a, it's just like that's how fancy go. In all fairness, like he was looking to be the dude. Like I don't. Yeah. Bill Belichick is one of the most confusing motherfuckers because Sony Michelle is going to get twenty points next week. Like it, it's just he makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's hard. It, that's what it sucks for fancy football because it's just unpredictable, and that's what you don't want in a player. You want you want someone that you can just play every week and not have to worry about it. Yeah, so, it's like even if I'm they're shitty. Going into future drafts, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, those are the only two players I had. I mean, really, like you said, I think some of your players just have to come around, but Sony Michelle and Diggs definitely were two players where it's just the hype's there and just the coaches make a completely different decision than, than obviously what you would have liked. Yeah, that hurts too, my third and fourth round, so I'm really I'm really yeah, we'll see. I'm not, I'm not going to say too many bad things about my team. I'm, I'm, I'm going to pump them full of energy and optimism, and we're going to go out next week, and we're going to take care of business. Thanks, Chris. I love to hear it. Keep the morale high in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get a Gardner Minshew level and just stretch in a jock strap. Oh, maybe. Nah, not my style. Who else do you think should be full tilt with you? Even though you say you're not full tilt, you're definitely panicking a little bit. Who who else is there? Do you, do you any uh, other yeah. people? Just you, Dan, and Fez, or? Um, let's, take a, let's take a peek at the standings here. Tom should always be worried. <laughs> so, that's, that's there. Chris, is Chris really one and two? Dude, I have Chris never... Dude, good. me and Chris, we're neck and neck in points for, and yes, Gertz, you're right, like a 35-point defensive performance put me here. But still, we have the two highest points against as well, which I have never seen before. Like, yeah. it's insane. I feel really bad for Chris because his team's star-studded. And then you've got fucking Bill Stevenson down there with 317 points. Uh, yeah, points four and just cruising to 3-0. Disgusting, dude. Yeah, I, I, that's like one of those teams where I, I would – if you told me Bill was four and four in week eight, I wouldn't be surprised. Like it's just one of those where like something's got to break against him, and if not, it's just the fantasy gods are in his favor. Bennett's team's undefeated. That's looking nice. Yeah, Bennett's, Bennett's team. Vance McDonald went down, but Bennett Bennett's team looks pretty good too. I I mean, I think the one shocker was for for Chris's team is good. I I really didn't think Ian Kyle's team would be that good this year, and and it's popping off it is popping off well i mean it's gonna it's gonna take a down tick with melvin coming back he's got austin eckler um but but that's but uh, eckler's still gonna be probably 10 to 12 game maybe even 15 okay. yeah but he's not gonna be what he has been he's not yeah. gonna pop off i mean he's rb3 there. right now but amari cooper larry fitz was a great draft pick christian kirk those two people are like get so much work from murray i mean his team it, it Miles Sanders, I, the Eagles aren't very sure on him. I don't know. It, it, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Gosh, Larry Fitzgerald. Amazing that he's still playing. I know. And he looks good, too. There was a catch that he had. He busted for you hard last year. Yep. Yo, yep. He did. Yep. yep. Yeah. Sorry to bring that up. Uh, shout out to Josh Rosen. Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy your time on the Dolphins, you peasant. <laughs> he's pretty good. Uh, he can throw a football better than I can, so I can't say shit. Um, and I guess for, for I'll 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 leave you alone on the full tilt side. I guess the last question I had. I mean, I had to bring someone on just because I've been there. So I want to yeah, know. No, I think I you've it. already you've already touched on it, but do you have any coping mechanisms for full tilt mode? Uh, I take a jeep, <laughs> myself fifteen minutes, and then reevaluate. I'm not dropping players rash. Like just yeah. I've thought about it. Sony Michelle almost got dropped. Oh shit! What? I was pissed. I was pissed at him. And I, yeah. Sometimes you just got, you just got to remove yourself from the situation. That's my advice to all, to all you people out there. When you get a hot head, 
move yourself in the situation. Take a G. Take a G. Might help. That's pretty pretty good uh pretty good advice I'd say. Yeah, dude. World would be a better place. And we'll see. Like you said, if you're zero and seven come week seven, this will be a different conversation. But like you said, I mean, week three is one of those unique weeks because you can you can really start to tell which teams are starting to come together, and the NFL is getting a little bit more predictable. And then at this molding together nicely, it is. That's we'll get to that. And then at the same time, zero and three, your season's not over. It's not even close to over. So it's it's. Yeah, plenty of time. So maybe we'll touch back on week ten, and hopefully things are going well for you. But if they're not, um, I do. I think I ha- I've earned the right to um, to live in someone else's misery just because of uh, last year's just absolute, honestly, statistical anomaly. Like I, you, you people could almost try to do that and they couldn't do it. So I, I'm a little proud of myself for that, I guess. But um, pr- yeah. pretty. You'd be um, more proud of the of the of how you handled it with grace. So I, I really don't know if I handled with grace. I just didn't talk to anyone and I just left the group. Like I just, that's, that, that's how it's got to go. Yeah, that, that really is. That, that really is. Um, and then other than that, I think, do you have any, uh, any major takeaways fantasy wise from kind of from, from what you've seen so far? Not really. Nothing, nothing, nothing else to be said for me in this end. We're just, we're just going to, Keep plugging away, and we're hoping, hopeful for a win this week. Well, the last fantasy-based question, I guess, then is: if you had to choose a team beside yourself, who do you see taking the ship after week three? Oh, Gertz. I think I think Gertz is looking hot right now. Alex Gertz. Melvin coming back. Yeah, yeah. With Melvin coming back to the mix, he's got Zeke now. I don't know. He's looking nice. He's, yeah, we'll see. We'll That's see with Lamar Jackson. Right he he's. He, I don't. I am not sold on Lamar yet. I'm really not. I, I am. You are. Yeah, I like I like Lamar. I I would be selling so high on Lamar. Miami, Arizona, Kansas City. Like you cannot play three easier defenses. The only thing that yeah, he has going for him is they have a pretty easy schedule. Like week fifteen is the Jets, which is nice for playoffs. But I mean, you got to play Seattle, New England, Houston, the Rams. San Francisco hasn't looked. Yeah, they haven't looked. Great. Buffalo. I don't know. It just. We'll see. That it, it does help that the one year that the AFC North is kind of falling. AFC. Right. That AFC North. The Bengals. AFC. Bengals are AFC North. Yeah. The one year that the AFC North is kind of falling apart. Yeah, it's usually pretty stout league, so or division, I should say. I I think I'd tend to agree with you. I think if Chris Carson wasn't having all of the fumble issues that he's having, I would go with Chris's team. Both the Gertzes getting our picks. Yeah, I mean Keenan Allen is the I the biggest takeaway I'll have from this year is that I wanted Keenan Allen so bad, and he was taking a pick before. Um, dude, it's That's insane. Heard. He gets he gets like seventeen targets a game. Like it's it's unparalleled. Like there's no one else to throw to. So it's just Philip and Keenan just throwing the football. He doesn't even look anywhere else. Yeah. And he's got Darren Waller, who I think he had like a hundred and some yards the other day. 
and T.Y. And he's got A.J. on the bench. T.Y.'s got a quad issue. Um, Oliver's back. Um, okay, he's got A.J. Green on the bench. Yeah, yeah. So people are saying he'll be out longer than, than what he should be. Um, Jamal Williams is a good pickup. He got more target share than than Aaron Jones. Um, I'm, I'm low on Ramali's team. I'll, I'll put it out there. I, his two running backs. Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay was nice for me last year. Yeah, and he's been good so far this year, but I just, I'm not really sold. I mean, I'm a Royce Freeman believer. That's why I picked him up, but um, I, I just, I'm not high on Philip Lindsay just yet. And Aaron Jones, he's going to get their goal line work, but. I I just I don't know I I just Odell Beckham and Juju are two receivers that I in all fairness I did submit a trade offer but <laughs> their truth comes up but at more of the value of what I think he's at than than first round draft pick but you know like would you be happy if you drafted Odell Beckham in the first round right now uh, looking at my receivers yeah that's yeah okay well. <laughs> I guess, but you've got, I guess that's hard to, I mean, that's hard to compare, I guess, just because you do have an insane running back combination, but I, I see your point. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it's asking a six-year-old if they want a $100 bill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, that, that's a very good point. I guess we'll move on. I have two short segments for you. One one is cool. the, the over-under, and it's, it's literally nothing. It's not even a segment, but the number is five. And okay. then the number is the number of wins that you'll have the rest of the season. Over, under. Over, over. Taking there, the over. There's 10 games remaining. Yeah, yeah, we're going to win more than half those. Okay. So, you, so you're sitting yourself at Oliver's chew my computer. Get off. So, so you're, you're – oh, son of a We're bitch. making the playoff. We're making the playoff. Oh, I just broke a flower pot. Dude, oh, hold on. He – is <laughs> dude, he just is so fat. That dumb cat. Yeah. Sorry. Oh man. That's the flower pot might have to wait. Yeah, no, I just I want to get it off the ground. Alright. I'm back. That's a bummer. <laughs> Alright, we're back. Alright, well I know, right? Another day in the life. Alright, well yeah, I mean, that's fair. i I figured I'd get the spirits in the right direction after Kind of just talking about being full tilt the whole time. Um, segment two here Thank you. is uh, a little bit of something I like to call the trade evaluator. Okay. So, independent, obviously, Mr. Connor Spears, of any of these trades, I would like to get your opinion on the two major blockbusters that have gone down so far. Okay. I have a lot to say. All right. So, hold on. Number one is Alex and Tom. A trade occurred. Last week, Alex traded for Alex traded away Le'Veon Bell and Emmanuel Sanders to Tom, and Tom traded Alex, Alshon, and Zeke. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Um, I think Tom downgraded at both positions. Uh, I don't know if you'll agree with me, but I don't. I don't. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders, who's a uh, been hot this year, but. I don't know. I'm just not in love with him. I am in love with Zeke, though. I mean, I'm taking Zeke over Lathell all day. Zeke was so nice for me last year. Ugh, I miss having Zeke. Yeah. So I, I think that's huge for Gertz's team. I mean, I think Gertz won the trade. I don't think it, it was as egregious as his trade. 
but yeah so i think the one tom kind of went full tilt last week i don't know where it came from like we're two weeks in he had some injury problems and he was gonna have to play someone off the waiver but are we surprised tom trains every single year he does that that's true too yeah. I, I don't know. I, I would say I'd take Emmanuel over Alshon. Alshon can't play a healthy season. And the Eagles Okay, it's close though. The Eagles are Zeke, yeah. and Le- Zeke and Lev Bell isn't that close. I mean I, don't know, man. I mean Lev Bell's still a top ish tier running back, but Zeke is cream of the crop. Uh, let me here's why Le'Veon Bell I, in my opinion, I think will pace with Zeke once he comes once what's his name comes back. Sam Darnold. So their schedule in the middle of the year is the biggest cupcake. I don't know like the Jets could be just under five hundred with how shitty their schedule is in terms of ease. Um I don't know why I'm having such a hard time finding it. Hold on. Yeah, I just, uh, for me, I'd rather have, I mean, the Cowboys offense is way more explosive than the Jets, and I'd rather yeah. have a running back on a better offense. I, I hear that. I'm, I'm not making a case on Lev Bell being better than Zeke, but they have the Eagles, Cowboys, Patriots, Jags. They are going to get dragged. Like, the Jets could very easily be 0-7, and, and not even question it. Um, but then they have going into going into playoff time. I mean, this is like week seven, but ending around playoff time. Dolphins, Giants, Redskins, Raiders, Bengals, Dolphins, and then they have the Ravens, which sucks. But then the Steelers. Like, I mean, you could not have an easier schedule to end your season. And with Sam Darnold back... When Lev Bell was with Sam Darnold, he had 20-some points, and that was against a decent team. So I I don't – I think Tom got a little bit more dragged than – I mean, the Bills were playing pretty decent, Um, and the Patriots are just the Patriots. But I I don't think that this trade was as lopsided as some people made it seem. Um, But Tom definitely lost the trade, I would agree. And you're in agreement then? I'm in agreement. Yeah, I mean, well, you think he downgraded both positions, so I mean, yeah. I'm a little bit higher on it, but I, I could, I can see your point. Especially, it's never fun rooting for a running back on a shitty team. Like, it no, just doesn't no, feel no. good. Like, they don't move the ball. You're getting garbage time points. Like, it just doesn't. feel And the game good. script just never involves like the running back unless it's like a checkdown pass. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, I I can get that completely, and from just. Tom's ready to ride the Le'Veon train, apparently. So I think he really liked what he saw in Emmanuel Sanders. Is I think what kind of tilted this trade. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Gert sold sold him at the right time. So then we have, as part two of the trade evaluator, Fez yeah. received Marquise Brown and Terry McLaurin, go Bucks, I guess, and Peyton Barber, yeah, and Joe received DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that is just. Horrible on Fez's part. That's just not good. You should have consulted. I wonder if he consulted anyone. Like, ask your mom. Even my mom <laughs> would know not to trade DeAndre Hopkins for that. At least Terry McLaurin's looking nice right now. 
Um, He's looking really good. Terry McLaurin might be a wide receiver one at the end of the year. I, I actually mm-hmm. think that he has that potential with how much um, oh, Keenum's throwing the football. Good. But he's no DeAndre team. Hopkins. He does not have nope. that floor or the ceiling. He's not the nuke. So, I mean, I just don't know what... What about Marquise Brown? So, so because Marquise Brown is one of those weird guys, too, where it's like... You could justify why, why he was taken. You really could. Like, he has popped off. Okay, he popped off the first week. He scored two touchdowns and he hasn't scored since. Like they're playing the Dolphins. Correct. He caught, he caught four balls and two of them were touched. Yeah, two and, and week two was decent, and this last week is bad. I, I am not, I am not high on Lamar Jackson this year. I think he's great. You said that. I know. That's what I mean. So, so I, I, I think that kind of translates to what I think about Marquise Brown. And mm-hmm. you're very right. Like, I mean, it's one of those like. Joe sold a flash in the pan so well. He did. He did. So, congrats to you, Joe. Yeah. Working that out. I mean, it, that's like one of those trades that when it goes through, everyone, I think Alex said oh, this. Did he already say this? Where it's like, everyone wishes, like, fuck. Why oh, can't that be me? That low hanging fruit. Yeah. And yeah, that's so, why I've been sending out trade offers. I'm lowballing some but I'm really just trying to upgrade some players um which is no longer happening but ha- yeah. like it's just I got the itch cuz like I saw that and I'm like maybe somebody does see that value and again it's all subjective like what if McLaren and Hopkins finish 1 and 1 but yeah. I will never play the Peyton Barber game again I was so pissed about that Dude, Peyton Barber I, I, like fantasy wise should go in a trash can yeah just throw him away so that morning, I woke up. This was before all the trade happened. I woke up, and I knew I was playing Joe that week. And I, I texted him, and I said something along the lines of, I'm going to whoop your ass this week, something like that. Just just chirping, early morning Some chirping. friendly banter. All the birds are chirping. So I get to my rotation, and I'm at, I'm at work, and I saw, I saw the email, the trade alert. And I was like, oh, boy, here we fucking go. And I opened it up, and I saw Joe got DeAndre the week I played him. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And all he sent me back was something smug, like, you still going to whoop my ass? Something like that. Oh, yeah, that hurts. See, that's even, oh, God. Yeah, that, uh, that's why I was so upset. Because I was already talking smack, and then that didn't work out. It's the pain of fantasy football. I mean, I'm also very strictly against vetoing trades. Um, but this is one that when I put in like a trade calculator, it's like eight to one. And, yeah, you know, Alex and good. Tom is more like one and a half to one. And this is like an eight to one, just like, holy shit. And then he has to drop. I mean, he must have really not liked his bench, but. Fez, we're not trying to drag you too much. And again, you very well could be right. I mean, they, do you know do you know uh, Terry McLaurin's nickname right now? What is it? They're calling him Scary Terry. <laughs> like, oh, we called him that at Ohio State. Re- okay, Scary yeah, Terry, yeah. bitch. It's from it's from uh, it's a little Rick and Morty. Morty play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scary Terry, bitch. <laughs> I just like I I, I was because I went to uh, I, I watched the Monday Night Football game and. Terry McLaurin looked incredible against a 
Bears defense that's actually pretty good. I mean, he just looks electric. Like, it's insane. He's fun to watch. Honestly, I didn't even know he played for the Buckeyes. But was he that good on the Bucks, or was he yeah, – I heard he was, like, he underappreciated was a little bit. I mean, the Buckeyes just have so much talent. You can't get the ball to everyone every play. But was uh, he, he like, was a top-two guy? I don't good. know why. Because, like, t- he right now is, like, a top-20 wide receiver in the NFL. Like, yep. he usually those players stand out a little bit more on a football team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's a fair point. D- was he, like, a wide – was he even the wide receiver one? Not the wide receiver Probably one, not. Because no. like, then, dude, Ohio State's receiving core was nasty. Paris Campbell's killing it right now. Like, there's a lot of people from Ohio State recently that have just been tearing it up. Michael Thomas, ever heard of him? Uh, I think I have. I think Joe has him, right? <laughs> just, God. I mean, yeah. he took a hit from, from Breeze going down, but he's still – I mean, he's just one of those guys that will get 15 points every every week without any questioning it. Yeah, he's very good at football. Pay the man. Yeah, I think – my last hot take is Bill's team is extremely overrated. Yeah, I agree. I want to play Bill really bad. It's definitely timing of when you play. Like, Bill's going to have some sort of savvy fucking pickup that everyone's like, what are you doing? And then, like, three weeks later, some shit happens and Bill get, It's just – it happens time and time again. It's like clockwork. But this is the weakest Bill team I've seen since I can remember. I, I, I will say – and. I, I, I mean, I got to take some hot takes and be a little aggressive on it. Uh, Uh-oh, here we go. But, no, I just, I, I just, I think I was watching Bill draft, and he looked tilted when he was drafting. He was using, like, an ESPN ADP projector, and he's oh, taking no. Drew Brees, and he it, it just, it, it didn't feel like a Bill draft where it felt like he knew what he was doing the whole time. And I just had this yeah. feeling, like, I, for some reason, this this won't be the year for Bill. But fuck, I mean, he's three and zero. He can save up all of this fab, so who knows? But it just it it pains me that when like things aren't going his way, he still gets like an eighty point win. Like, get the yeah. fuck out of here. Like, Chris is losing a hundred. Oh, we need to, that game, Chris and Bennett. That is seriously insane. That is something from a different fucking planet. Yeah, losing by point one hurts, especially when your kicker fucks up. Oh. Wait a second. There was a stat correction. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Did it go through? Does the tie go to bench points still? Uh, Have, was this talked about in the group me? It's 140.9 uh, to 140.9. Bennett's score got lowered by point one points. Oh, no. No, I'm... I'm but Bennett's still 3-0. Must still be bench points. Holy fuck. Well, I guess we'll have to get a reading on that. Chris's bench shit the bed? Yeah. I hate bench points being a tiebreaker. I lost a tiebreaker to fucking bench points because you you bench points isn't an accurate prediction because you have players on buys and shit or if that's the case, like, what if you have a quarterback that you're stacking that gets 18 points? That, That's ridiculous. If that's the case, I'd rather flip a coin than go to bench points, to be honest. I like the bench points. It's a measure of how deep your team is, and I think that's important. So. Ish. What if you have three players on a bye that week? Eh, sucks to suck. Damn, dude. He did have a stat correction. Oh, my God. They tied at 140.9. 
Wow. So it didn't flip the win. No, it, it, it. Oh my god! If it would have flipped by one more. Wow. Damn. All right. Well, that's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's that's definitely was the matchup of the year, and I think I pulled up a matchup this week. Um. Bennett, I think it's Bennett and Bill. Yeah, Bennett and Bill. So that that's definitely the match to me this week. I mean, Bill, listen to this team. Not trying to drag you, Bill, but a little bit. Jacoby Brissett, Brissett is his starting quarterback, which he actually looked good. But David Montgomery and Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry can always go fuck himself. I won't even draft him or trade for him or ever pick him up again. Oh, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Philip Dorsett, Zach Ertz. I mean, I guess it's a decent. I don't know. I just it pains me to see Bill three. You know. Yeah. We'll see. We're looking at the mud bowl this week between Dan and Fed. Someone's staying winless. So that's good news for me. Yeah, that is great news for you. That hey, That's a good way to look at it. Always stay positive. Yep. Stay and positive someone's going to be camp. really upset next week. Yeah. So that'll be exciting. Tune in. I will. Well, do you have a – do you want to do that one other segment you had? Uh, what do you think? What are we looking at time-wise? Yeah, we're like an hour. That kind of flew, honestly. It did fly. We didn't really have a lot of content, but I know we kind of just okay. I'll do I'll, do I'll do a, I'll do a short and sweet. I've got one really good. Um, who said that from the group meet? We're going to reverse it up this week. I did a little research in the group meet, and I'm going to be asking Ian. Um, we're going to we're going to play who said that, but only only for one quote, one really good one. So, you ready? Ready when you are, sir. Okay, this is the quote. Ready quote. Funny, Tom, you've you've never sniffed the trophy and never will. Or have you? Guess we can ask her directly. Oh, Jesus. What? I don't even remember. Was this from last year? I don't know. It was this year. It was very recent. Are you? These are so vulgar. Our group me is. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I'm going to be sending a bar. <laughs> Dude. Please. Please properly place it in your mouth. I don't know why, but that sounds like ink, to be honest. Did you think it was? Ink. Ian Kyle. You think it's Ian Kyle? No, wrong. That was Joe Lisher's dirty. Oh my god. (laughs) What would your mother think, Joe? Holy shit. That is rough. Alright, well I mean now at this point. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was a great one, so Oh, I don't know if we're ever going to rename the trophy, but I kind of look forward to the day we do. I just, I think it's one of those that I like, every time I hear one of those, I just kind of like turn my head and cringe a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely. I'm glad I wasn't at Miami for the absolute just berating that probably occurred at that point. Like I, oh my God. Yeah. Our group is a vicious bunch. Yeah, it is. All right. Well, we'll end it here. I know. I don't know how the content was. I hope you guys enjoy it. We were kind of just. Shooting the shit, talking about kind of what it's like to be 0-3. Um, this is the wrap down, but what it's like to be 0-3, talking a little bit NFL, some trade evaluator. Um, this is the best time of the year for fantasy, honestly. This is where it's the hottest until uh, the playoffs. So um, with that, Spears, I will let you go, and we will uh, we'll end it here, dog. Sounds good. Always great talking to you, brother. All right, Thanks man. Thanks for having me on. All right. See ya. Peace, homie.
niggas out there riding candy, you know what I'm talking about? Mm, mm. Blowing on something sweet.